Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody and welcome to the Rogue Rebels Podcast. I'm your host, Sal Perales of the Rogue Rebels. You don't need my full name, but there it is. Uh, and I'm here to talk about books and High Republic. So strap in High Republic fans and fans of Star Wars books because it's going to be a wild ride. And you know what that means. You know what it means I got a guest. And this is my book buddy. My guest is one of my favorite book buddies, and I don't, I don't have her on every book podcast, but I try to get her on every time, and I think we're going to close up Phase 2 of the High Republic with the High Republic Path of Vengeance, and I want to catch up with Laura from Force Toast. How are you doing? I'm doing amazing, Sal. Thank you so much for having me back. I am very excited and honored, as always, to be one of your book buddies. You are my book buddy. It has been written in stone, and so you're obligated to come on these podcasts all the time now. So, you know. Happily. <laughs> I'm going to be hitting you up like once a month. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, you're gonna. it's going to be the same situation it was this time. We were just like, have you finished reading this book yet? I'm going to be like, no, I'm way behind. Mm-hmm, you're like, oh, mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. And then I'll have to come back to you like two months later and be like, yeah. I finished, finally. Awesome. <laughs> okay. I'm only three chapters into Rise of the Red Blade, so we need to we need to step that up. Yeah, you're farther ahead than I am, so good for you. <laughs> I thought I was the I thought I was the bad student. Uh, how are you, Laura? How is Force Toast? How are things going over there? Force Toast is great. Everything's good. We're doing sort of a, a summer hours situation with Force Toast, um, which we've done a couple of years now, where we stay every three weeks just so that we can like yeah. be outside and enjoy more right. of summer. Oh, you guys and like to touch grass and I get vacations. It. Right? Every once in a while. Sometimes mm-hmm. we need to. I, I'll i be first to admit, I can be a little bit chronically online sometimes, so touching grass is absolutely needed. Good times, good times. Uh, I uh, am doing the usual thing that I do in between shows when everybody else is going, like, there's no more Star Wars, and I hate to, uh, mm. you know who you are, other podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> somewhere Araj is getting like a, a scratch behind his ear or something like who's talking about it? <laughs> um, yeah <laughs> uh so like that's my chance to catch up on all the books and all the other things i gotta call you i gotta call in backup i got i gotta call my deep cut down homies 
it's you, it's King Tom. I'm sure there's other names on that list. Right? <laughs> You're like, that's about all I can think yeah, of off the top like, of my we're head. We're the ones who show up in that back alley brawl for that Anchorman scene. Like with the trident mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like you guys are the ones that I have to call when we're like, all right, it's down. Like what's going on? Who's down? Yep. Who's we're down? Rolling up with our for, lightsabers. It's yeah. in our blasters that are toys. Yeah, Whoa. we're there. Who got that High Republic fire right now? All right, Laura, I need you. <laughs> yeah. So it's good times. Yep. It's summer. It's getting hot. I don't like being outside. I t- I might touch a little too much grass. I have an outdoor mm. job. Ah, uh, yeah. No, I do not. And uh, but I will. I hear you though. It gets mm-hmm. real humid here in Chicago. So uh, you know, I go out and I touch grass, and then I'm like, ooh, it's it feels sticky, and then I go back inside. Right. 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 Okay. I'm glad. Well, you know, touching grass at all is nice, but there is uh, like I tell my son. There, there is a uh, you, you can like overdo anything. Mm-hmm. He'll be like, can Moderation. You, is, it, is there such a, you know, this is when you have a kid, they come and they ask you things all the time. Today, he asked me, is it possible to drink too much water? And I, having seen the very first X-Men movie, am like, I think so. Yeah, Pretty I remember sure that movie. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I'm pretty sure you can drink too much water. I think that's a real thing, though. I, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you're right, because I think Alice has done it before. She's like, I almost drowned myself by accident. I didn't mean to. Yes. <laughs> I drink too much water. I'm like, Jesus. That's rough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to I'm going to do a forced toast thing right now. I'm going to be like, what are you drinking? Because I got I'm almost through with my margarita. And I'm. Ooh, we're doing awesome. happy hour. Are Sweet. You doing happy hour. Like, what's going on? Let me have a guest happy hour. Can I borrow it? Yeah, please do. Take it. Take happy hour anytime you want. I, I can't claim the monopoly on it. Um, awesome. No, I'm drinking water today. I've got a little bit of like a sore throat thing mm-hmm. happening. And then I've got a big work event yeah, on yeah. Wednesday. So I'm like, I just need to I just need to stay hydrated. Yeah. Like also, want... I went like really hard. I went really hard over the weekend. So I had That's to like good. I got to back off a little yeah. bit. <laughs> you want that you want that immune system tip top for those big events. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then it can crash after that. It yeah, can all go. Yeah go down after uh, after wednesday i got a, a podcast coming up with randy uh fun so that's gonna be a good that's gonna be a good i'm gonna have some fireball at the ready for that that'll be a good time as you should perfect Real quick just to just to bring back team fireball it's been a while since i podcasted just with my boy uh but you can check out all of our stuff at the roguerebels.com go like our facebook page we are on instagram tiktok and hive at the Rogue Rebels, and we're on Twitter at Rogue Rebels Fan because somebody took the Rogue Rebels and they haven't like tweeted since 2013, and I'm really upset about it. Rude. Uh, anyway, where can people find you guys on the interwebs, Laura? Uh, you can find my show Force Toast at Force Toast Pod on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, and then I'm on Twitter at Shut Up underscore Laura, and I'm much more active there than I am on Instagram. But it's the same handle on Instagram. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Instagram mm-hmm. is our bread and butter. Because I don't know if you know this or not. We dress up as Star Wars people. You do. That is your thing. And, is and Instagram thing. is a lot more, um, I think, amenable to, yeah, to pictures yeah. and imagery. So here's the thing, Laura. I'm a 42-year-old man who puts on a costume and waves around a plastic lightsaber that lights up. And I feel good about it. As so, you should, though. You, you know. should. I mean, there. You got to think about how there are a lot like older people 
lot more older pe- older than you people that still do that so yeah, yeah i don't think you need to feel weird about it yet i don't i have fun with it i like to be a grown man who waves around a plastic <laughs> but i also like to not take myself too seriously when you're like are you and an you adult should. who plays with toys oh laura laura it was father's day yesterday it and was. i got a few father's day gifts right so Lizzie yes. got me a Dr. Afro graphic novel, Ooh, which is like cool. super wonderful. So I was like, she was like, oh, it's Father's Day and Pride Month. And I was like, that makes sense. Perfect. Uh, good times. And then uh, my son got me a, this is going to sound ridiculous, but there is, I don't know if you're aware of this like line, but there's a line of Star Wars toys called Star Wars Mission Fleet. And they're like smaller like they're kind of like maybe for like preschool like they're for younger kids they're not three and three they're not black series they're like little you know two inch characters and they have little vehicles and stuff and usually they come with a vehicle and i've been walking around for a year and a half going like i should have bought bo katan when i had the chance now she's coming up in mando <laughs> season three and now she's like now i'm gonna end up paying 50 dollars for that stupid fighter on ebay uh axel <laughs> Probably went hit up a target with his mom and found me a Bo-Katan and the Gauntlet Fighter, which I don't think is to scale, but it's still awesome to sit on my desk. Oh, that's so great, though. That's now, such a great, like, oh, those are perfect gifts. I have little Bo-Katan standing with my little Boba and my little Mando. Because, look, like, Aww. I like Jedi. On paper, I'm like a Jedi kind of like fan guy, right? But, like, when I have uh-huh. like my little toys, th- those Mandos just look cool. Like the yeah, Jedi look it, the same, in man. practice. Even, like, when they make a Voss the Jedi, we'll talk. <laughs> Hit me with that Kanan, we'll talk. But, you know, when they're just giving me like the same, when it's, when it's Anakin and Obi-Wan, dude, I got 32 of them. I don't need I don't need that sitting on my desk. Uh, but I'll right? have... Nobody's Bo-Katan. having to hit up eBay for those. Yeah, yeah, no. Those are, <laughs> those are staying at price. <laughs> ah, good times. I actually listened to the recent episode of Force Toast. Uh, which I always do. I love hearing you and Alice talk about all things Star Wars, including books. And just for our listeners out there, like, I don't know if you guys are like me, because I'm a, I, while, while I create podcasts, I am also a podcast listener. What was, Laura, are you as old as I am where you remember the like, just for men hair things where they're like, I'm not only the company leader, I'm a customer or something. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> um, lo- that yeah, I have a funny story quickly <laughs> about Just For Men stuff. I use the Just For Men beard dye to tint my eyebrows. So I regularly stock Just For Men items in this house. And I have, I've got news for you. It's not Just For Men. Cool. Uh, no, I love it. We're taking down the patriarchy <laughs> one step at a time. I'm down. Amen. One eyebrow, yeah. one eyebrow at a time. <laughs> you, me, and Ben and Jerry's. We go hard. We go hard. Um. But they used to have a commercial that was like, and it was like the guy and he was like, I'm not only the founder, I'm the customer or something like that. So I not yeah. only like have Laura all the time as my book buddy, but I listen to the podcast. Uh, and it's for me, there are so very few like book podcasts, you know, it, it, it when yeah. you, when you want to watch the shows or the movies, everybody's talking about Star Wars. But when you just yeah. want to talk about books, that field narrows quite a bit. 
I sincerely appreciate that. Thank you. Like I, I and we have a lot of fun with those with those book recaps. We try to we try to do them justice, you know, because yeah, I hear you. There's there's not a ton. I've got, you know, a couple good friends that do mm-hmm. book podcasts, but mm-hmm. like you're right. There's there's really not a ton, yeah. especially when you compare it to the number of people who are talking about the Mandalorian while it's airing, you know, exactly. Uh, but I just want to say I enjoy you guys recaps. Um, Thank you. I'm I really appreciate that. I might call Alice. I am too. Comic book soon. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm sure that would be really fun. I unfortunately cannot help you with comics and we'll, we'll talk about that maybe a little bit here today. <laughs> and yeah, we're, we're, we might get into that. All right, let's see. I got, yeah. I got some news. What's going on? New higher public. Like, okay, we're getting back into phase three. We are going. St- okay. Did you watch young Jedi adventures? I'm putting you in the hot seat right now. Okay. I didn't watch all of them. Okay. I think I watched the first three or four episodes mm-hmm. so i saw like the first six to eight shorts yeah, or so got it let me tell you something that's the gist of it mm-hmm. very cute okay very enjoyable <laughs> the music is great i love the music yeah um i did a podcast with struthers and the entire cast of dinner with the healers uh which is struthers and his family uh, that was the last episode for our listeners Good times. Great show for young kids. I feel like this would be a really good thing for those who like, you know, preschool age. Your first dip into Star Wars is this. Good times. You go, Star Wars. Uh, Yep. But I just was curious. Like, for me, I was like, ooh, I get to add a, like, thing on TV to my High Republic playlist. And that's what I was happy about. I'm happy about Nibs. Nibs is real cute. Nubs. I enjoyed Nubs. My Nubs. bad. Nubs. I enjoyed Nubs quite a bit. Um, in that, yeah, Nibs is the chocolate. Nubs is the blue guy. <laughs> Got it. The uh, <laughs> he's yes. he's adorable. Um, he it for it was. It's been a while since I watched it. I watched it like when it first came out, which uh-huh. was yeah, May the fourth, right? Yeah, and yeah. so I we were month. gonna watch it for my show, uh, my other show, The Jedi Way with John Roca. <laughs> he was like, I think he watched like one episode. And he's like, oh, I've made a huge mistake. He's like, we can't, I can't watch all of this. He's like, I, <laughs> he's we were like, like no, we it's can't. not for me. It's yeah, this, the show's not for us. And I was like, yeah, you're right. It's not, but I did watch eight for you. So Jesus, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I, you know, like you got to take everything with a grain. Like I'm a Star Wars parent. So, like, this is the kind yeah. of thing where I watch it and I'm like, man, if the kids were little again, I bet you they would dig this. This would totally be their thing. Yeah, yeah. But sadly um, for us adults uh, yeah. that are just adults in our house, it's not, it's definitely right. not for us. So. Yeah, for sure. I went in, I screamed at my kids. I was like, you guys are born like 10 years too late or early. Sorry. <laughs> um, math is not my strong oh. it turns out. They're like, sorry? <laughs> <laughs> they were like, why is my father yelling at us? It's probably about Star Wars again. Right. They're like, we can't uh-huh. help mm-hmm. that. But yes. okay. <laughs> Look, blame yourself, old man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So High Republic stuff is happening. There was High Republic stuff in Jedi Survivor. I am going to do a podcast about Jedi Survivor very soon. I finally beat the game. I'm very excited and happy about it. I know you were very excited to be a part of the Cal Kestis fan club, but we're not too excited about the book after you read it, but that's fine. Yeah. Sadly that that book wasn't for me. That Mm -hmm. book was for some people, but Mm -hmm. it was, and I'm glad that a lot of people got a lot of enjoyment out of it, but that book ended up just kind of not being my cup of tea. 
Um, but I still need to go and actually watch all like the cutscenes and everything from Jedi Survivor because mm-hmm. I'm I'm behind on that now. And now there's High Republic content out there that I yes. don't I don't know anything about, and I don't like that. So I'll give you like a little bit of a like it's very High Republic connected, but it's also just connected mm-hmm. to like characters in the High Republic who you won't know. Um, oh, okay. okay. But there are like a few little things who where you'll be like you'll you'll read you'll watch the cutscenes and you'll be like oh I know what happened. Uh, interesting you know, so there's like is there cool phase stuff. one and phase two references in there i believe that the high republic that it connects to is mainly phase one okay in fact right, i'll say only phase one unless there's something i missed uh it's, Fair enough. it's mainly like and not even really connected it just like i think the story that it or the characters that it connects to though they exist during phase one Okay. That's what I'll say. All right. Um, I still like I still like that it's it has any connections to it at all though, and yeah. that it's introducing a broader audience to High Republic references and it's hopefully getting them so excited rad. to maybe get more into it someday. Exactly. It's super cool. Um and even just like running around the little places, like there's a few you know, when you play the game and you're exploring these things and all these connections to the High Republic, you, sometimes you're actually going into these ancient high republic ruins or whatever it is so seeing some of the for me when i'm playing the video game i'm like oh this is so dope this is like what a high republic temple looked like or whatever i don't know there's a lot of cool stuff that i as a high republic fan really enjoy neat Uh, yeah good times uh but now i have beat the game and i'm working on unlocking all of the cosmetics so i can make my cute little costumes and be like uh, fashion week with Cal and be like, now you can see Cal rocking a pink poncho and a haircut, <laughs> uh, windswept hair with his blaster inspired. I made a high Republic BD. So I love this. Wait. So like there's, there's, I feel like I don't remember seeing a lot of this with the customization with the first game. Is this like a new thing with survivor that people can do this? So like it wasn't as deep in the first game. You had okay. a few options, but it was almost like, the options were like different ponchos. Yeah, now so like, like people yeah. are doing like the different facial hair and stuff. Yes. It's like now it's so cool. There's like haircuts, there's facial hair. Like Axel beat the game, my son, and his his cal looks like Ted Lasso. His <laughs> his cal has a little mustache, he has the little like cropped kind of haircut, and he has like tan pants and a blue shirt. And oh my gosh. his his cal is Ted Lasso. And as he's playing through the entire game, all the cutscenes, it's like Ted Lasso talking to whatever. You know what I mean? Oh like, so it's really cute. Um, That's I, amazing. I they need that. to be able to get like aviator sunglasses for him. That'll be the yeah, icing right. on the cake there. Um, so I've been like going through trying to unlock all the cosmetic collectibles. But now I'm to the point to where I haven't been able to find a list that is sorted the way that i want it to be and then i'm also finding that exploring the parts of the game that i haven't explored yet just end up in me like well i might as well just explore this whole cave because it'll be like oh like the mustache you want is in this cave in a thing and i'll be like i might as well just get everything while i'm here so now i think i'm just gonna 100 percent the whole game and then replay it on new game plus with all my cosmetics available because i'm doing like my my current little setup is like a semi-Kanan inspired look 
So he has nice. like a he has slicked back hair that's not quite a ponytail because it's short. And then he has like a full beard. And then he has like a green and brown shirt and gray pants that kind of look like Kanan ish, but not necessarily the same thing. Oh, I like it to like kind of play as Kanan almost. Yeah. That's neat. So I think I might mess around with the looks and like come up with my own little my own little fashion design. Watch out. Mm fashion week or whatever that right? is because here comes <laughs> Cal Kestis. fashion week Watch out, Cal Kestis, but kind of Kane and Jarrah's yeah Cal Kestis with his different looks um so yeah I've been having a lot of fun with the game and I think I'm just gonna 100% it and be the best Jedi ever I love that and video games are crazy because I'm like my my video games when I got done with video games for life was like super nintendo and like Uh super mario 64 and i'm like you can't just run around and like search around in a cave for a mustache like that wasn't an option then it wasn't so that's like kind of wild hearing that mario came pre-equipped with a mustache and there was nothing you could do about it he did he was Mm pre-mustached yes yeah yeah you couldn't change him (laughs) to scruffy you couldn't change him to clean shaven you couldn't do nothing mario couldn't have a mullet no your option was you can lose the hat and then go find the hat or you get to keep the hat that's it that's all if you you get get like the you know you could get the cape or a fire flower and then your overalls were white yep those were your options yeah (laughs) very limited while i talk about the super nintendo and the glory of the 16-bit era yeah back in my day we couldn't customize the facial hair you couldn't go to Universal Studios and punch a question block in real life, apparently. I haven't been there yet. <laughs> oh, I, won't, I haven't I haven't done that at Universal Studios, but I haven't been there since twenty January 2020. That was when I was last there. We used to have like a... We live in California, and their annual pass was like barely more expensive than the thing, so that was what we could afford. And so we would go like three nice. or four times a year. And I think we stopped it just before they put like Harry Potter Land, but we used to go oh, on like the, yeah. uh, the Simpsons ride. The kids loved the Simpsons ride. It was it was good times. Yeah, I remember the Simpsons ride. My sister like got motion sickness on it when we were when we were there <laughs> a couple years ago. Good times. <laughs> like sorry. Oh, yeah. and we 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 took the kids on the Terminator 3D show thingy before they closed that. So. Ooh. At least my kids witnessed the T1 million. That's cool. That's culture right there. Yeah, there culture and history. That's, that's history. Now it's <laughs> Shrek or something. I don't know. Shrek? I don't know Love what it. it is. I'm not sure, honestly. <laughs> Sometimes they put snow in. There's like the Grinch. I don't know what goes on there, but uh, we rode the trolleys around. The Fast and Furious cars dance. It's been a while since I've been there, honestly. Yeah, the Fast and the Furious ride when I was there was great, but it was only great because the chick that was, like, running it, like, walking and, like, talking to the automated, like, movie playing, it was just hysterical. Like, these people that are, like, improvisers that get these jobs to go work at the parks are, like, Mm -hmm. so talented and so funny, and they just make the experience so much better. I love that. I love, yeah, I love people who, like, take pride in their job and, like, these kind of things that you don't think of to make it work, but really pull it all together um right you know so that it breaks my heart a little bit but we won't talk about the star cruiser 
No, no. I'm probably not the person to talk about it with It makes me sad. That's fair. I know. I know. I'm sorry. I did think of you when when it closed. I was like, oh, but he said it was great. So, like, it would have been great to actually go to it someday. Mm -hmm. I get it. I get it. But I I am sad. We did want to go back. Yeah. You know. Oh, well. Such is life. Pour one out. Nothing lasts forever, people. Hey. Anything you're going to put off for, for tomorrow, you guys make sure you get out there and do today. Call somebody. Call your family. Tell them you love them. Because you never know when yeah. the Galactic Star Cruiser will close. You never know when you Disney's going to shut that down. You never know. You never know when they're going to remove Willow <laughs> from Disney+. Plus. So call oh, the people you love in yeah. your life every day. Makes me sad. I get scared for every Star Wars series that I love because of that Willow move. That <sighs> makes me scared. Yeah, it does. Like, I, why I would they ever take any Star Wars stuff off? But, like, why would they have taken Willow? I don't get it. I don't understand business, I think. <laughs> no, I don't either. And yeah. I have, like, worked in, a, in... We've worked in businesses, you know? Like, our whole working right. lives. And I, I still am yeah. like, what? What? <laughs> Look, I don't watch Succession or whatever that show is, but I don't understand these moves. <laughs> like, I don't I'll, watch that show yeah. either. I will watch it someday. How does taking things away make you money? I don't understand. Uh, yeah. I don't good question you know but just one thing i'm gonna throw one little thing out there i'm pretty sure i said it in another episode but the spirit of the star cruiser and the risks that they took and the like going all in on it on that belief and that like that thing to be like this is what we're gonna do we're gonna make it happen and it's gonna be all out i feel like that's something that george lucas and walt disney would have thrown all their energy behind regardless of the cost and loss and profits and gains. And I think that's something that business people of today don't really understand or do like Lucas and Disney both had that energy of like, I'm going to make this like, it's not about money. It's about the art and it's about making this thing that will endure. And uh, I feel sad for the, like, cause I think the people making those decisions are not thinking that way that these people did. Yeah, I think that's I think that's so true. I think that's a great sentiment and that's I, that absolutely would be the case that you know, it really was kind of in like the spirit of Walt Disney and George yeah. Lucas that somebody decided to take a massive swing mm-hmm. and and give that a try. And it's great that they did and you know, maybe they learned some valuable lessons from it and right. will get some will get something different that maybe it'll be better in the future who knows i mean who oh, knows so. what, what they took away from it that we might get sometime someday later on i hope so i hope so all right i guess we should get into the book now what do you what do you think yeah maybe i think that works all right. all right let's do like before we get into spoilers i'm gonna give my spoiler free thing i don't like phase two has a much different feel than phase one but as it's closing up i really am finding myself much more attached, not more, but well, maybe more. I'm finding myself much more attached to the characters that it focused on, uh, Mm -hmm. in a very real way. Uh, I don't want to say even than phase one, because phase one, there were my favorite characters, but there was such a broader scope. Phase two was very focused on some characters. And I find myself very like connected to those characters. And this book, is definitely that for Marta, Yana, Marta and Yana. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll go with that. I think, yeah, I, I totally agree. You're right. It's much much more focused is, yeah. a, is a great way to think of it. If, I also think that, like, because it's a little bit shorter, it's, like, more re-readable. Like, it's yeah. a less daunting task that to go back and reread all of phase one than it is phase two. Yeah. And the way that they sort of, or, like, if you just read or Path of Deceit phase two than phase one. and then Path of Vengeance, it sort of rolls right into it. Yeah, it absolutely does. It really does. And you're yeah. also you're also getting some of the like Battle of Jeddah stuff in there. Exactly. So it's like you almost don't even need you don't I don't want to say you don't need it cuz right, I think it's right. all it's all valid, but you you kind of don't. You can stick with that YA stuff and that's it. Yeah, definitely. But it's like uh the stuff that it gives you from Battle of Jeddah really focuses on this character. So you'll get like what you yes. need for this story. Which is yeah, like precisely. pretty cool. I I think they did a, a little bit I don't want to say a better job of that, but like whatever, like if you're sticking to the middle grade stuff or the YA stuff, you're like, you'll get a full story out of those things. The only crossover might be that path of Jedha audiobook. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. sorry. The battle of Jedha. Uh, but let's see what else do I got. I, 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 I was really invested in Marta's story and Yana's and I feel like it delivered on that. But I definitely feel like if you want the bigger, like, overarching story, you probably want to go with, like, Catal or not, uh, ooh, I almost did it, uh, Convergence and Cataclysm. Yes. Not not to be confused with Catalyst, which is not part of the High Republic, Never. but not every we will inevitably at some point say Catalyst instead of Cataclysm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I almost made it a full podcast without doing that. Almost. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, now we're getting it out of the way now. Just, yeah, just let him to let him know. Let him know, listener. If you read Cataclysm, how many times did you say Catalyst when you were telling people what you were reading? Come on, be honest. I don't even want to go back and like listen to that episode of Force Toast because I'm like, how many times did I say the wrong? It, like honestly, through the entirety of like Phase Two, how many times did I say it wrong? <laughs> hey, I blame Star. I don't want to know. Yeah, their that's, fault. That's on y'all. That's on y'all. I'll try yeah. to make sales off a five-year-old book. Get out of here. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, like I said, I enjoyed the book, but like I realized that it is really focused on these characters. So if you are not interested in those characters, you might not even worry about this one. But if you are, this is going to give you some very good things. And I feel like this also is the one that really closes up phase two um, with that kind of aftermath. Because Cataclysm ends yeah. and you get a lot of the Jedi stuff, like you guys were saying, uh, the Jedi, uh, how the Jedi end things. But now you're getting a lot of the characters, which I was very intrigued because I feel like these characters are a lot more connected to phase one. Um, So I really yeah. was curious into how they were going to end things. And I feel like I did get yeah. some answers, but I also still have some questions. Yeah, I, I'm in the same boat where I definitely got more answers from this novel in term than I did, I think, from Cataclysm. Mm -hmm. um, despite the fact that I, I think Cataclysm is a stronger novel, I'm I'm glad that we got some of the answers that we got. It's some of the things with this with Path of Vengeance though, is like I got answers to questions that I didn't ask and didn't care about. <laughs> so I'm like, there's there's some things I wish I would have like like y'all just tied this whole thing up and you didn't answer a b or c like i I've, I've got more questions which is why yeah, i'm i'm yeah. having i really am i'm 
fairly certain that it's not, this isn't over, right? We're not leaving these characters. It's not goodbye. This is like a see you later with these phase two characters. And I'm hoping we'll come back and tie, tie into some of these stories that I'm still looking for some answers to, you know, I'm with you for sure. I hope this is not the last we see of these characters. Um, But I, I wonder, I'm just like very curious into how many connections, like how many of the clues do we have and pieces that are going to pick up in phase three. Cause I don't feel like um, I'm very conscious of where I left phase one as I went into phase two and been like, okay, now we're going to go back and I'm going to get some of the answers. And I got like some of them, but there are still a few pretty big ones that I'm like, yeah, where are we going with this? And what are we, you know, how are we going to move forward? Um, so I'm very curious into like, if we're ever going to get that resolution, that connective tissue, on some of those things. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm, I'm in the same boat and I'm sure we will. I'm sure that'll be like a thing where you have to come, you have to kind of go back and do like a reread where you'll catch some of those things, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I'm still hoping like, like I'm seeing, <laughs> I'm seeing a, a hole and I know it's 150 years later, but there's just way less of a connection to the thing that I thought that this, these books in particular were going to resolve. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Okay, that's where I'm at. I guess it's about time to start getting into the spoilers. Are you ready? Yeah, that works. Yeah, here's, I'm ready. Let's do it. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to like try to summarize the book as concisely as possible, and then we're just okay. going to have a good conversation about it. So. I'm down. Works for me. The book focuses on Marta and Yana Rowe, both of the Evereni who we assume are later related to Martian Rowe. Uh, and the book has three phases, the Battle of Jeddah, the Battle for the Path, and the Battle of Dalna, which we have seen in other media except for the Battle for the Path. So in the beginning, the Battle of Dalna, like we catch up with Marta on Dalna, a lot of the stuff we've seen from uh, the Battle of Jeddah audiobook. And she has uh, Kevmo's lightsaber. But there's also a thing happening with Marta and Yana, how they're speaking with the ghosts of people they've lost. In Marta's case, it's Kevmo. And in Yana's case, it's uh, Kor. Kor. Kor, who is the daughter of the of the Herald, who like she had a romantic relationship with. Um, and I still don't really know how to take that, but I think it's very interesting and fascinating. And when I picked up that book immediately, I was like, oh, what is happening here? Uh and it's very interesting. So you get through this that Yana, their whole job on the Battle of Jeddah, which was to like sow chaos on Jeddah while they try to steal the Rod of Seasons and find it. Um, they kind of fail. No, do they get it? They sort of fail because the Herald gets caught and they don't get away with it. But Yana ends up breaking the Herald out of prison and taking the 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 rod back to Dalna in the next part of the book while Marta is training with a little guy she rescued the little guy he's a he's a novician who for anybody who doesn't know that it is what that is it's the guy in Rise of Skywalker who goes win the war who I Julio yeah I just keep picturing him every time <laughs> I know I'd like I'm picturing him with like Marta, who is like what a teenager, early twenties or something. I'm like, yeah. it's weird. It's a yeah, weird yeah. picture. Oh, there's some in my shipping head. happening like, soon. Yeah, 
And then it's yeah. also weird because I'm still on the like, she's talking to the ghost of her dead ex-boyfriend, theoretically, yep. who was a Jedi. Uh, so there's like a little bit of guilt in there with whatever's happening with her. But then there's also yeah. like they start training and their little training scene of he's like, well, I should teach you how to fight. And it's like really buff Bulia. All the the whole book describes him as being super buff. Yeah, I, like I mean, a big guy. Yeah, I'm guessing it's like through Marta's eyes. But I keep reading the book and I'm like, hmm, he's cut. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, his name they, is Bokana and I think that's so weird because that is like a little it's spelled very much like Bo-Katan and I'm like I we just uh, came off of season three of Mandalorian and I'm like why do we have this character whose name is so similar to Bo I, I just it bothered me a little bit that's fair, that's, fair. Uh, that's like me when Solo came out and I was like why is there another Voss uh, but yeah. you know yep. it is what it is Star Wars names am it I is. right uh, right. There's a training scene where they like train with sticks, and all I can think of is that like scene from the movie Pacific Rim, where there's like so much tension. <laughs> like, Ooh, where I haven't like, seen that movie. Oh, ah, oh, this is what I've been thinking this entire time. I set up this podcast was just for me to explain this scene. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it! I uh, ruined it. Okay. Should I just look, go? Should I, I just sign off? Look, I'm gonna keep you around. We'll figure this out. We're gonna work through it together, <laughs> Laura. Basically, there's okay. a scene where they train, but it's like the pilot of this guy is training with this girl and like they're training with sticks and they're fighting and they're very much like in each other's faces and like there's so much sexual tension. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and that's how these yep. scenes read to me. Um, yeah, it definitely played out like that. So, yeah, that's like part one. They they everybody escapes from from uh, Jeddah. The mother escapes with uh, uh, Marta. The Herald is caught. Yana ends up breaking him out and all that. And killing their little contact with the Guardians of the Wills. And people yes. start figuring out what's going on with Dalna and start asking questions about the path. Then the battle for the path uh, is when Yana starts, uh, breaks this fool out. Meanwhile, Marta is still contending with the mother about like what they're going to do and what the future is. And she's supposed to be the guide, but the mother is the leader. And Yana decides to go with the people who are going back to Planet X for more eggs. For more eggs for the nameless weapon against the Jedi. Or Marta goes. Yes, Marta. Marta goes. Um, and she ends up going with buff, good-looking, green-skinned Volcano. That's uh, <laughs> all, all I read. I'm like, oh, it's Volcano. Yeah. You mean the buff guy? Sweet. Uh, yeah. And a yeah. party of other miscellaneous characters. Yes. And here's the thing that I was... No, I'll get into that later. They go. They make it to Planet X. They they do their thing and they get the eggs, right? But Planet X is this very, like... The way I was reading it was, like, intoxicatingly... Like, she goes and she's like, Did I... Do I love Bokana? Or are my feelings just augmented, like, you know, by this place? Um, Yeah. Euphoric. Yeah, there you go. And, like, dangerous, there are these creatures that uh, they end up trying to escape, and these giant creatures, and uh, that's, uh, that they, they end up completing the mission. They lose a few people, including Bokana. Bokana dies on this planet, as they have a little romance. But, as the longer they stay on this planet, is it just me, or do some of them start developing force powers? 
Yeah, they definitely do. It's like they kind of start. I don't know if they have to have force sensitivity to begin with or if it can hit anybody. But it definitely affects every single person that's on the mission to some degree. Yes. And Yana feels very betrayed by this. As it's happening, she starts to understand what's happening. And then she starts to feel very like betrayed because like that's not the belief of the path is that they shouldn't be abusing the force. But like. Oh, that's why the mother sent this guy, because he's a good tracker, because he uses the force to track things or whatever. Um, yeah. So they lose quite a few people. They end up taking off with two ships, and they bring the eggs back. Meanwhile, on Jeddah, the... Let's see what I got here. Uh, the people that have been touched by the nameless, like Maddie in particular, Mathea Cathley is a Padawan who, if you read the comics, you're already familiar with. But in this book, she's sort of like the Jedi that we most follow. Her and Olivia Zeveron, they've kind of like, it's almost like her memories are muddled. So she knows that they were there for this artifact. And I think, which I kind of thought was interesting, was she doesn't realize that it was a creature. She thinks like the artifact has this power against Jedi. Because she doesn't really remember the creature or she sort of like feels like, Maybe that's what, like, it's all the artifacts doing. So, because, like, as we come out of this book, um, I know, especially for you and me that read Cataclysm, there's a lot of questions about people that encountered the nameless and what Yoda and his boy are going to do about that. But yep. as I'm going through this book, again, like, the a lot of them, they sort of, like, put it on. They don't know what happened. Their senses are kind of messed up and their memories get messed up, too. And Maddie, in particular seems to think that it's like this she she thinks it's the artifact that was doing it the rod of seasons or whatever got it all right i didn't Um, pick up on that so i'm like that some of that i wonder if some of that played out in the comic but i know that olivia got uh stabbed in the comic because they mentioned that in this book at least but she's okay question mark (laughs) she made it all right yeah that happens before this physically like she's good yeah she's like recovered but like they're all this is sort of after the battle, so they're all kind of recovering. And she's like, I don't remember exactly what happened, but something scary. Um, so they all decide they're going to go to Jeddah. Well, not all. Matea and Olivia decide they're going to go to Jeddah. Um, or they leave Jeddah to go to Dalna. Yes. Sorry. Uh, they ask a few questions. Meanwhile, Yana and the Herald have escaped. They go back to Dalna. The Herald like is going to try to hide out while, you, while Yana tries to go back. Because the story is that the mother put out is like, oh, he, the Herald just incited this riot and we didn't know anything about it. How dare he? We want nothing but peace. I'm going to donate a million zuckles to Jeddah or something. (laughs) And I don't know about you, but just like money is called zuckles. I don't know why that makes me smile. It's a fun word for money. I like it. It's much more fun than credits. Is that Jeddah dollars? That's a zuckle. What's the exchange rate? What's the exchange rate on Zuckles? I need to know. How many rupees? What if I want to play Breath of the Wild? Is that like Mon Calamari Flan? (laughs) What's that exchange rate? It still spins, doesn't it? Somewhere. Yep. (laughs) Uh, So they get to Dalna and they end up finding Yana and the Herald. There's a reporter somewhere who uh, Marta tries to bring into the path and she's like, she can help us get our story about the truth. And the mother is like, oh, you naive 
child how dare you she's a reporter and she's just gonna tell lies and then she shows her footage of the girl being like i can't wait to throw these fools under the bus and then marta feels really dumb um yeah which is like she's beautifully naive sometimes but she like she's such a believer in this yeah she is that like and it's clear that she is the believer, whereas like the Harold, like her cousin Yana does not believe. Harold and the no. mother, we can all clearly see that they're always making some sort of power play, even though we don't know exactly where it's going. But like, it's Marta's like pure belief that gets her in most of these situations. Um, but yeah, Yana in comparison is very disillusioned. And she kind of is like even in like yeah. Path of Deceit. Yeah. But by the she, time we get to her in this, she's like, oh, I'm so over this. <laughs> yeah. She was like never like a believer, right? Like even in Path of Deceit, no. she was there. Be- like she wanted to leave, but she stayed because her girlfriend and all that. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Like we're here. And like even now when she's returning to the past, she's trying to find Marta to see if she convinced her to get away. Yeah. Marta. The mother, Marta, the Herald returns. It's this big thing. The mother and the Herald are sort of like fighting over what they're going to do, like in front of the path members. And then Marta lights up her blade and makes a speech about how the path of the open hand is going to become the path of the closed fist and becomes like the de facto leader by making a speech with all of her pure beliefs. And everybody follows her. And the Herald and the mother are like, okay <laughs> like they You're see like, the oh, shift what have we done and they're yeah. like okay well we got to play this like and then yana is trying to get her cousin to leave and she cuts her hand off yeah i did not see that coming no it's really it it, it seems a little bit out of nowhere that marta would go that way and I'm, just I'm, out of anger yeah i'm not giving the scene justice it's a very it's a big turning point like in the book and it is a huge like she gives this speech and the path becomes a closed fist and then if you read catalyst like me you're like oh i get it um because they're like we're the closed fist and you're like when did that happen and then i read this book and i'm like that's when it happened rad that's when it happened that's when it happened um and then she uses the combined rods to hatch the eggs and then they're like we have the weapon against the jedi jedi knock at the door battle ensues all enforcer droids marta uh they're arguing over the rod repeatedly they get separated uh yana and marta yana finds younglings little kids planting bombs around the thing instructed to do so by the mother she takes this to marta and is like look what she's doing marta finds the mother trying to escape and stops her she takes the rod from her jedi show up the herald everybody's like fighting and the jedi is like but look at you uh alessia you are my sister because your name's alessia zeveron and it's olivia zeveron's sister who i know you probably don't know olivia because you didn't read the comics but for me who read the comics i was like that makes sense i get it it was still a cool surprise um see was it kind of a was it a surprise though i feel like they revealed their last names like well, on a High Republic show or something a long time ago. They, and I wish that they wouldn't have now. They revealed Al- Alessia, Alicia or whatever her name is, but they never gave her last name. And I've been reading all these books and going like, there's a reason. Like, because only some people, 
address her. Like the Herald would be like, you know, they'd be fighting and he'd be like, come on, Alicia. Yeah. And, and like, so like the name would pop up in moments where I would be like, that sounds important. Um, but mm-hmm. they didn't connect it to Zeveron. And, but, and, and then if you read the comics, uh, Olivia has a moment where she sees the mother and there's like a whole freak out thing that happens, but it happens kind of during the, like all the madness on Jedha with the nameless and everything. So yeah. So it's a chaotic. Yeah. Like I saw it happen and I was trying to figure out what it is. And then when you go back, you're like, "Uh, of course, but like at first I didn't quite get it. And now as it's all coming together, I'm like, yeah, that's when it was like, I can go back and pinpoint it. Um, I like that moment of like sort of realization that yeah. happens in this book with Olivia. Cause I actually, I do like Olivia as a character. I just wish that as a person who hadn't read the comics, I would have gotten more of her, like more context and more time to with be her fair. Character because she, yeah. yeah, she is like a, uh, she's not the main character of the comics. Like you definitely really? get a okay. lot of, you get a lot more of, of Maddie and uh, yeah. her uh, and the, everybody else. Like Olivia's in the comics, but she's definitely like she's about as tangential as she is here. So you don't get too much more. Okay. Just interesting. I would have liked more. I like her. Yeah, she is. She is interesting. And I I like that that really kind of fleshes out for me the mother's intentions and grudge against the Jedi. Yeah. You know, it explains a lot about the mother mother, and it's 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 really interesting because it's not just about you know, what the stuff that they preach about them abusing the force. Like there's yeah. the fact that it goes so much deeper yeah. back to like her childhood and the separation between her and her sister. And like, it, it's just, it was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I did like that reveal quite a bit. Um, the mother kills the Herald, stabs him with uh, the lightsaber that she has from Kevmo's master, Zilla Macro. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. oh, like the they're wielding lightsabers through this whole book. Like as they're escaping Jedha, Marta and the mother have the lightsabers they've taken from the dead Jedi. Yeah. Uh, repeatedly, and at one point, I think even Kevmo's lightsaber gets kind of wrecked on Jedha. And later, she's trying to use it on Planet X, and she's like banging it around because it's like kind of busted. And then it starts like she's like it lit, but it was all crazy, like like. In my mind, I'm like, oh, it's a Kylo Ren saber now. That's she what said I thought, it. too. I was yeah. like, ooh, it's yeah, that's unstable. what it sounds like. Yeah. I also like that Marta ends up with this yellow lightsaber in phase one. Marsh Joan Rowe also has a yellow lightsaber that he's wielding around. Fun did, little parallel there. Did not put that together. I like it. I love it. I want I like some it. more of yep. it. Uh, good times. So... We already know how the battle goes. The Jedi finally succeed. But what happens is that uh, Yana and Marta drown the levelers. They sort of like get them all in the cave and gather them up, set off the bombs and cause the floods that take out all the caves. They drown all the levelers except for the big one. All like the newly hatched ones die. And Marta still has that one. Marta like. Yeah, maybe levelers can't swim. Yes. (laughs) Uh, the Marta and Yana decide that they can't go the same way. Yet Marta still truly believes in all her stuff. She takes the gaze electric and heads out with her leveler. And then Yana escapes with uh, the mother of her ex-girlfriend. I can't remember her name. Opari. Uh, Opari. There you go. I knew it was O something. You can even see it in the notes if you don't believe me. 
I don't, I don't know why I'm excessively defensive at the moment. Uh, with one less hand. And she ends up on the ship with Shay Ganendra, who was one of the pilots that was on the thing. And that's the girl who's like, I'm pregnant. If it's a girl, Mari. Um, yeah. And all the people reading are like, oh. Yeah. And so all okay. of us are like, okay. Except that. Alice, who didn't make the connection. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to that episode. Great episode of Force Toast. Y'all go check that out. Um, <laughs> I had to explain the whole ending. It was so funny. Aslan Rill is also driven mad, it seems, and is like scribbling and making the Shri Karai Karai song and all that stuff as we close out the book. So we yeah. get the wrap up of the rose. Um, I don't know. For me, I, I would really wanted to see what because like for me, the rose are the biggest connection to phase one that I'm trying to figure out. Right. Right. But I didn't get the full connection, but I still really like seeing what happened there. I still don't know which one of y'all's Marcion's grandma. You know what I mean? Because we yeah, know... no, that's that, and that's one of the big yeah. answers I wanted to know too. I'm like, well, and like we know we meet his dad and his his grandmother, whose name I think is Shara or something, right. in the Marcion comic. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, which one of them is actually related to like, is yeah. it Yana or or Marta? Because it really could you could make arguments for either one right and also it's like uh they both set off with things like marta ends up in the gaze which like we know marcion eventually has but yana has mari with her people yeah in theory like so like what when and like it could be it could go either way right yeah like i still really don't know exactly who although i would lean toward marta because she's the one who has the grudge against the Jedi, whereas Yana seems to really want to get away from it all. Yeah. Like. Yeah, I know that's. I think that's it. So, like, I feel that, like thematically argument. it should be Marta. Because, like, it's which her... you think would mean that it's like they're gonna meet all. They're gonna meet back up again at some point. Like they're not just yeah, going their separate ways forever. There's gonna be some yeah reun- reunification that must happen at some point. But I definitely want to see that and what it is and what it means. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I don't ju- like as phase two ends, I still have some questions. <laughs> Question in the back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I did love the like, like, and if you just take this with Path of Deceit, like Marta's change from this innocent girl to this like zealot who is yeah. willing to destroy everything to protect the force or whatever her, you know what I mean? Like, it's almost a little too real world sometimes. Um, Cause I can't, maybe I've just watched too many documentaries about <laughs> cults. No, uh, it wasn't it you that was talking about, we were talking about Waco when we talked about path of deceit yeah, and I it, went back and watched like a bunch of Waco stuff after that conversation. And I was like, yep, I totally see where he's coming from. There's a lot of that in it here. It felt like that. And even so much the Jedi, yeah. like the Jedi coming in, like not really knowing what the situation was that they were walking into. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's yeah. just so much of this, like these people who believe this whole thing and are ready to kill for it armed to the teeth in their own compound yeah uh exactly yeah it, it, it's it like I, i'm trying to think of something a little less real world but that's like the thing that kept popping in my head with the first especially with cataclysm even um we didn't really talk about cataclysm but like i really enjoyed that book 
Oh, I love that book. That was like, I think that may be my favorite book of, of phase two. It was really But this good. this book in particular is, it's a fantastic sequel to Path of Deceit, Path mm-hmm. of Vengeance. But I don't think it's a super strong companion for Cataclysm for me. And yeah. maybe it's not supposed to be, and that's fine. But like, since the events of both novels are overlapping, it's kind of hard to not think of it yeah. as a companion piece. Yeah. So uh, like, I, I always go with everything. Cause I read it all together, but I definitely feel like if you are a big picture person, like cataclysm is definitely the one that you're going to go with. Whereas this is really focused. If you're on these characters, which like, yeah. I ended up loving the characters in cataclysm. Like I really like Gela Axel for some reason, uh, and Fawn too. And Ziri, <laughs> um, and yeah. the Greylarks and, and mama Greylark. But yeah, like, the like I, I I try to think back of coming into phase two and being like, OK, we're going to go back to the past. So what are the questions that I want this to answer for the future? And those questions are all here in the rose and the Nile and the path and all that. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah, I feel you like you can if see where that. Yeah. Where one grows into the other. Yeah. If you're looking for those connections, this is going to be the bigger book for that, but you're still not going to get all of it or or you might not get all of the answers that you want. Um, Yeah. You'll get trajectories. Yeah. And you'll get some answers you didn't ask or didn't think to ask, like, who are Mari Santeca's parents? Yeah. It's like, oh, you don't care? Yeah. You're going to get that answer anyway, despite the fact that it doesn't matter. (laughs) <laughs> right. Like, where did the Shri Kara Kara song come from? Oh, you don't doesn't it doesn't matter, but you're gonna find out anyway. Right. Like, okay. Now stuff that like that that, that no, there's a and with him too. There's a thing that keeps coming back to me. I've been following Star Wars stuff since Legends, so there's a character in Star Wars Legacy Comics whose name is Aslan Ray, and she's a, oh. an Imperial Knight from the Fell Imperium or whatever. So every time when he kept popped up and it was like Aslan Rill. So in the first book, I thought it was a female because Aslan Ray is a female. But then yeah. like, as I was reading the book, I was like, oh, no, it's like it's a dude. And then he's the one that sort of really focuses on the nameless and comes up with the haunting fairy bedtime story that, you know, uh, Stellan Gios and uh, Emric Campdor or whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah. Cry at night about. But I like that, that trail of shadows. And I've been, I also picked up that, uh, what is that? The Edge of Balance, the little manga. And there's a little more of that kind yeah. of stuff in there too with Aslan Rill. So I like the character. Okay. And I like that he's that little connective tissue to that particular mystery that those guys are picking up later. Um, Got it. So like big picture questions. You're going to get as the like for me so far, this is the much this is a this is the big connection about the rose. And at least for this, I can see the grudge against the Jedi, a generational grudge. I can see like the a little bit about the nameless. Like I can see like where that connection and why he knows like of those artifacts and why like maybe he started with one. Like we know Yoda disappears because he sees one and he's like, oh, crap. Um. But I don't know about you. Did you read Midnight Horizon? I did. I only read it the one time. Okay. So for me, coming out of Midnight Horizon, the 
biggest question is Yoda shows up at the end of that book with a person who's like, we're going to go look into the past to figure out these answers. And the description of the person is it's, it's a person who's cloaked and hooded and wrapped in these bandages. And you don't know who the person is. So like my running theories right now, my strongest theories, I don't think it's Aslan Rill because he's, should be dead if he's a human i thought what if it could be yana what if i don't know how long ever any live did they not make it clear like it was whether what gender the person was no well at least not to me and i went and reread the end of that thing like three times trying to figure it out yeah Um, oh my god now i gotta go back and reread that book i've went back to the description of that person repeatedly and all that says is they're covered you can't see you know like Cause I was like, do they have gray skin? Uh, like nothing. <laughs> I got, I got no gender. I got no nothing. But like Yana, I thought that would be kind of cool. Cause Yana would know. But then you also have like, cause I'm trying to figure out like who would know, who would Yoda seek out? And then the other thing is Yoda yeah. left. When Yoda disappeared from phase one, he disappeared with elder Tromac, who in phase two is a little, little baby little of the path he's one of the little kids who marta uh uh takes care of in in the first book oh okay and when he shows yeah, i didn't up know again, about that connection yeah when he shows up again he's with somebody else or did tromac just get wrecked and he's all bandaged up and it's still tromac he's just wrapped in bandages because either way that would be Maybe. a cool connection um, yeah yeah so i don't know cool. i'm still uh, i still don't know where to place my money into the pile of who I I feel like we should like, I feel like we should be able to make an educated guess. I feel like the answer is there. And I feel like once they once phase three starts and they reveal who that person is, some of us are going to be like, I knew it. We're going to be like, Oh, and the rest of us are going to be like, Oh, we should have known. We should have picked up on that. And I just want to have a podcast to go back and say, I told you. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know. It's, It's, out there now you have put it on the record i don't know if this is gonna be it but i would love to be correct in eight months hell yeah or whatever um i would i would love love that for you yeah yeah, i would love to be like i told y'all in october or whatever so so that's that's my that's my that's my fixation at the moment trying to figure out who that character is interesting Um, like I said, we're still kind of in the dark on who is more related to Marchion. Yeah, uh, that's. I think that's a question. I, I wonder if maybe that young adult, young adult anthology series will answer that. Yeah, they definitely said they were going to touch on a Marta Rowe story, right? Yeah, yeah. Which I'm like, I just need like one more answer from yeah, this yeah. stuff. Like, I please. just want that. Like, just want a concrete piece of connective tissue, not these threads waving in the air um yeah oh okay so there's another comic series a little mini series dark horse put out called the nameless terror and it basically focuses on a ship a path ship that crashes and a jedi ship and like the path ship has the eggs so i kind of was trying to figure out like i'm sorry when did this happen and like what is going on and how come they're not there are they just like on the other side of the planet but oh so it's like not clear when that story is taking place yeah and i think i went back and figured it out like when they escape two ships escape 
but I think only one of them gets to Dalna. So okay. I think that other ship, and that's the ship that has Geth, which is the father. Yeah. Like, I, that other ship is the one that, like, the comic kind of covers what happens. But I think I was trying to okay, figure it out yeah, timeline-wise. Yeah, because this book kind of makes it seem like that ship blows up, and they're yeah. just a fireball, and they're, they're space dust now. So, like, what happens is, like, the ship disappears while when she's, like, trying to give them hyperspace codes. So I think yeah. they went to hyperspace, came out somewhere they weren't expecting to, crashed with a Jedi ship, and that's when that other comic takes place. Uh, at least that's oh, how I'm putting that together. Not super. How relevant. many how many issues is that that miniseries? It's, it's a four issue miniseries. It's actually really good. The art is beautiful. It's a George Mann, and uh, I do not remember who wrote the art, but it also connects to Phase One because the person telling the story is uh oh, what is her name? The like monster hunter from Phase One, ex Jedi. <gasps> um, Ty Yorick. Yes, Ty Yorick. So she's name? telling a story that oh, her master sweet. told her master told her master from her that is of these characters. And like, I was trying to put the pieces together and I finally did. Okay. You just answered like a big question I had months ago where I saw like some hint of this comic somewhere where somebody must've posted like an image on Twitter. And I was mm-hmm. like, why is Ty York in phase two? I don't understand. I don't mm-hmm. understand. I need an explanation. And then I just forgot to go look all that up. So now I need to actually go do that. Yep. Cause that's, I loved that character in phase one. She was wild. Yeah, it's it's totally cool. It's super fun. It's not I, I, like I think in big picture wise, it doesn't have like a lot, but um, it is a really good story. And then you also get to see Jedi come up and there are characters from other stories. I know you skipped out on the middle grade books, but Rock Baran is in is one of the Jedi in the story. Like and the art is really well done. And look, I don't know if you're a comic book connoisseur, but like the Dark Horse printing has like the little bit harder, thicker paper on the hardcover, and it's extra shiny. It's a high-quality comic book, uh, I'm just saying. Okay. That's that's good to know. I'm, I'm, an, I'm an e-book, e-comic girly, yeah. but I, I'm sure there's somebody yeah. out there that appreciates that. Look, I took them out when I was uh, rereading them, and I was like, these are nice comics. I keep forgetting. Now, are, is this kind of something along the lines of, like, the young, the High Republic Adventures? Is like this aimed at, like, a younger audience, or is this more of, like, the standard all ages treat it more like i'm trying to think of one of the mini series from phase one uh like the trail of shadows yeah maybe more like that it's definitely like okay. not a younger audience tone okay so like like the high republic adventures how all the main characters are young characters i guess that's the thing about the high republic adventures but um like because it's all it's basically just jedi and the path members and they crash their ships and they're dealing with this got it oh no these eggs good are hatching know. what are we gonna do you know drown it's, them <laughs> yeah it's a it's a good <laughs> y'all they got any water <laughs> y'all got any water on this planet yeah that's the answer <laughs> what do they say no bears can swim i don't know what i'm thinking of <laughs> yeah i don't know uh-huh. here we go sal was trying to connect something real life and he failed spectacularly okay uh like from this book, like that speech moment when she goes and she makes that speech. That was a really cool, well-written, dramatic shift. All of that, like even her cutting off her cousin's hand. It was a very hard hitting moment of the book for me where I was like, holy crap. 
Yeah, it's really intense, but here's my question for you. When they sort of, they're getting into the the ending with, there's a confrontation kind of between like Maddie and Marta, where Mm -hmm. Marta, it kind of seems like Marta's about to like fully take her down or let the leveler take her out completely. And Marta like backtracks, like catches herself. And I think it's all because of like, you know, she thinks of like, kevmo and his suffering and what he went through when he encountered the leveler and how he ended up and that like it it catches her off guard and she stops and she calls the leveler away and lets maddie go Mm -hmm. and lets her live and like marta she it it feels like a little bit of like a lot of back and forth happening at the very end with marta so and but i think a lot of that like uh because there are like all these scenes sort of leading up to that Cause she like, when she gets the rod, she hatches the eggs, she releases them. She cuts her cousin's hand. And then remember she goes up to the, like, like they go to the, I don't know what they call it, but the, the room that like the, the watchtower or whatever that has all the cameras and she's seeing the bodies of these Jedi that she oh, kind of yeah. killed. You know what I mean? Cause and then she has like a real, yeah. like, Oh my God, that's what happened to him. Like, and I think yeah. that's where we'll she starts. Jesus like, moment waffling on it a little bit like because she definitely believes that she has to stop the jedi but she also like she's not like a mean person yeah like like, not at the expense of like their suffering yeah she goes back and forth like and you're right she definitely does like she has guilt about some of the things she does even though she has this like righteous fury about the things she does you know what i mean yeah yeah I, I think it would have been really easy for them to take Marta, the, you know, the, all the writers that worked on Marta in this, in this phase, to sort of take her down like an anti-hero road. And I'm glad that they didn't do that. Because I, I think mm-hmm. there's so many stories about anti-heroes. It's like, it's a little bit overplayed. Yeah. But they, they did something very different with her. And sort of the same, like, vein where you're like, you're cheering for her, but you know that she's doing something bad. But she's still like weirdly a purely good person that you want good things for she's just misguided they definitely did a good job of making like she was never ever like selfish you know in any of these stories like she did like for sure you're right she did what she thought was right but she even then she has guilt like because she's still taking life you know what i mean like she never became evil she did bad things but she was also like, she is a believer in what she was doing. You know what I mean? And that's like a hard yeah. line to walk. Like, I don't feel that way with like Marcion Rowe at all. Like, I feel like he delights in killing people. You no, know? And, he's he's straight up psycho. Yeah, yeah, and torturing the Jedi. Like, you know what I mean? Like, in that yeah, little he, Marcion no, he literally Rowe comic, does that. He's like, Yo. yeah, he actually. He's straight up torturing a Jedi just to, like, get his rocks off. I swear yeah. to God. Like, he's yeah. he's a full-blown psycho. So, like, I don't feel that way with Marta. You're right. Like, where she, she, she follows what she thinks is right. And she also follows the beliefs. Like, the, the, part, the, the thing about Marta and the path that I kind of really like that they did is, like, the leaders of the path, the mother, the herald, they don't believe in the shit that they're saying. Like... No, they're gathering power. power, They're gathering profit like Marta does. And when she ends up taking control of the thing, she makes it a bigger weapon that those people like, you know what I mean? Like 
she goes beyond what they were trying to do. Yeah. You know, and, and, and also like she really, she really believes. And I think that's the, that's the thing that like you can see, and, and it happens multiple times, even during this book to where the Herald and the mother are trying to realign themselves so that they can come out on top, like reassess, you know, like the mother a few times is like, I underestimated her or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's a um, there's a sort of shift at some point with Marta where she starts referring to the mother as Alicia by her first name. Like it is so it comes off as like so disrespectful, but I love it so much for her. Like I love it for Marta. It just feels so <laughs> empowering, but it's so rude towards the mother in the best way. I and love it. It's like the button on that is when she's like, give me the rod. And the yeah. mother is like, uh, 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 <laughs> of course. Yeah. You know, like they, when they fight for that rod, you really see the mother's, uh, I mean, I guess we didn't really talk about this, but we talked about how the mother's whole thing against the Jedi was they didn't take her. And she's been like jealous and hold that grudge because she yeah. was a force user. They took her sister because she wasn't strong enough. And that's what she does. Her power is like, she charms people without them knowing, which I sort of called in book one, Path of Deceit, when Sunshine Dobbs was like, yeah, girl, I will help you recover yeah. these things. Anything yeah, you want. Yeah, he's our hype man. Yeah. I was for sure like, okay, there's something going on with her. And then I sort of forgot. Yeah, like she must have here. something. Yeah. 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 But, and it's like her, her only force power is like Jedi mind tricking people. That's like, it's not right. even just like seducing people with charm. It's like full on Jedi mind trick. And it's like, it almost kind of like goes back. Like when you watch the original trilogy and you watch the prequels and the sequel, it's like, you kind of see now it's like, okay, this whole mind alteration thing that Jedi can do really does kind of stem from a place of darkness. If this mm -hmm. is like one of the places where it started with this story of the mother and how she used it, like it's, yeah. it's sick. There's even a thing, like, I don't remember if it's phase one or phase two, but I think that in one of these books or comics, somebody's, like, talking about a Jedi. Well, can you just, like, Jedi mind trick? Or, like, somebody, they don't use those exact terms, but they were like, can you, like, trick them into saying yes or something? And one of the Jedi is like, Jedi would never do that. That's invading people's minds. That's rude. Yeah, I remember that. I remember th yeah. like I remember reading that a couple different times and thinking, okay, so in this era they don't do that. That's interesting. That's one line that's been drawn in the sand that sort of separates these Jedi from yeah. the ones that we know of in more modern times. And we're over here like Obi Wan does it twelve times a day, <laughs> right? And he's he's still good, right? Right? He said it was fine. <laughs> totally. Um, honestly but, there's like yeah. there's a reference in this book to like a time when the mother made the made a whole garden bloom overnight which oh. would have been like impossible but it happened because the force was with her and i'm like why the hell did the path at that point not interpret that as abusing the force like i don't understand like that's what they're preaching right, against right. and they saw that happen and they were like it's a miracle it's like wait what oh, yeah and and like she kind of works in this gray area right because she's like oh the force gives yeah. me visions and works through me but i don't abuse it no i don't you know nope. like so there is like a very little like gray line that she kind of walks with it but then also like once the truth comes out um and i also really dug the reveal we kind of forgot to mention this but 
she wants these rods so bad to control the leveler because yeah the leveler is like slowly feeding on her so like you know like there there's a there's a tussle and as they like get back they can see that her arm is started turning to stone and they're like oh, yeah it's been feeding on you <gasps> because like, you're very sensitive on... like yeah and that was a real the wraps like, on her oh. arms like start to come loose yeah and like her hood comes off and her like and as we've been reading through all like for if you've been catching all the books in the beginning she's described as like she is this thing of charm and blah da 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 and like every book they describe her as like she looked a little bit more tired and a little bit older and a little bit more haggard or whatever and it's because yeah. as we're going through this the levelers are like feeding more and more on her yeah and She's you know. getting like skinnier and yeah. she's got more gray hairs and yeah. And it's, it's, she's very much like degrading over the course of yeah. this phase. And so like when you get to here and she has both pat, both of the rods, she's like, finally I can dominate it. And then, you know, her hood comes off and her hair's all white and her little arm wrap and she's half stone and she's all skinny. And like, and, like as soon as they give her the second rod, she's like, Oh yeah, this is it. This is the power. And then every time yeah. she's like, no, give me the rod. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. And it's interesting that the rods end up separated by the end of it. Yana has one and Marta has the other. And I think Marta thinks that the one that Yana has was like destroyed in the battle or it's buried in the caves or something. But it's like kind of a little surprise reveal, I think, at the end of the book that yeah. it, Yana has it. That Yana has the other half. Yeah. Because uh, Marta yeah. thinks that it's just lost. She's like, oh, it got lost in the caves, you know, whatever. Um, but Yana totally has it at the end and like falls out of the little hover chair. What? She's like, whoops. Yep. Uh, anyway, <laughs> pay no attention. Pay to no that. attention to this. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Um, but yeah. And then that kind of takes me back to phase one because Marchion has one and then they go to the caves to find another one or no, yeah, they go somewhere to find the other one, but then they also go somewhere in, is it the rising storm? I'm pretty sure it's the beginning of the rising storm where they go find the leveler because they find one. Yeah. Don't they go to planet X? Like they don't, they don't call it that then. But I, isn't that where they go? I they would They go in the comic to planet X, but they, they kind of do what they did in this book, how they go and they get a bunch of them. They get the eggs or whatever. Okay. But, do you remember them being like force drunk in that comic? Like they get in this book. I don't feel like that was a thing, but maybe it was. I think I it was remember. like, they were just like, wow, look at this place. So I think like now that we can go back, we can be like, oh, they were like euphoric. That's you know, what like, it was. Okay. But like, they weren't like, you know, like Marta over here was falling in love and stuff. So <laughs> like, they didn't get any of that. <laughs> we didn't get yeah. to see any like, uh, what <laughs> any Nile being like, I never realized how handsome you were, bro. Um, <laughs> That would have been cool. Save it for phase three. Yeah, there we go. But I, I, they, in the, in the rising storm, he goes and he finds the leveler and it's like caves somewhere. I don't remember the name of the planet, but yeah. it's somewhere else. It's not planet X. Okay. So he finds yeah, so like, they've one. got alternative habitats. So I'm wondering if that's the one that Marta, you know, I, I don't know. I don't like, there's still more questions. Yeah. Because they go back to Planet X later. You're right. In that comic series, they do go back. Um, but that's when they go to gather a bunch of them. Same. Just like here. Uh, the Jetta stuff. Oh, like let's talk about the Herald. 
The Herald yeah. is interesting. He's also very like I don't want to say like flat, but like I do I appreciate the fact that I always know what he's thinking and like he doesn't play games the way that the others like the mother especially. Um Yeah, he's a little bit more transparent. Um yeah. There is one sort of weird thing that didn't quite work for me in this where like at the end of Path of Deceit the Herald is like telling Yana that they need to take down the mother and like mm-hmm. install Marta as the leader of the path. And then at like the beginning of this book, Marta talks about how the Herald's attitude towards her is like frosty. Like yeah. he resents her right, in this right. big way. And I'm like, wait, I thought he wanted her to be the le- leader. No, yeah. he's just, he resents her, but he wants her to be the leader. I don't know. I kind of took that as like, cause it, it almost happens like right after this. You know what I mean? So I kind of took that as yeah, like yeah. just the way that it always was. Because like in the first book, she's constantly asking, oh, can I do more? Can I do more? And they're like, watch the kids. Yeah. So <laughs> I feel like it's more of that. Like he never even got the chance to like kind of sort of start working her because they basically went to yeah. Jenna and then everything went off and then he's arrested. No, that's a good point. He didn't get his chance to like mold her yeah. to be whatever leader he wanted her to be, thinking that she would be like, you know, naive enough that he could do that, which she probably would be if he if he had gotten the chance. He may have succeeded. Yeah. I do like the idea that they installed, like, the idea that they're like, oh, she's so naive and, like, ah, well, she'll be easy to mold. And then her just taking control, being a true believer, and nobody being able to control her. I like that that uh, dynamic. Yeah. You know what? That I'm just now realizing as you're saying that, that there's some parallels to Padme in that. We're like, yeah, that's fair. Palpatine thought that he yeah. could like, you know, manipulate her because she was this young, naive thing in Phantom Menace. And look what she turned into, you know. <laughs> Medela is young and naive. Yeah. <laughs> Good times. And then she's like, by the way, I'm going to yeah. go back to the planet and fight. You do whatever you got to do here yeah. in the Senate, Mr. Get, get your votes or whatever. I'm going to go throw down. <laughs> Good times. Yeah. I and like then I it. also love like... I. I like the Padme books, especially Queen's, uh, Queen's, Queen's, no, not Queen's Hope, not Queen's Peril. There's I couldn't more. tell you. It's like all of them have enough, like similar of a name that I couldn't tell you. I can't <laughs> like differentiate between one. any of them. Queen's Shadow. Boom. Queen's Shadow That's is first the one, one, right? Yeah. But it's the second one timeline wise. <laughs> the one that takes place yeah. when she's a senator. That's right. And I love that she That's returns right. okay. to the Senate and everybody is like oh this is that girl that went and started that war huh (laughs) she came over here she asked for a vote they didn't vote the way she wanted so she just went back and killed people on her planet whatever watch out for that one right (laughs) that's actually a really interesting way to look at it yeah it is there's there's another side to padme we haven't thought about for us it makes so much sense of like they're not going to help my people i'm going to go help my people but for everybody in the Senate, like she came, she asked for a vote. They said no. So she like upended the entire Senate, called for a vote of no confidence. And then she left before the vote even went through to go start a war. Yeah. Just pieced right out of there. Good times. Now she's back here. Now she's a senator. The heck. Yeah. Uh-huh. Certain point of view. She's the villain in all this. <laughs> and especially like. She's like, oh, all my friends are pacifists because it's like Bale and Mon Mothma. 
good times. Oh, good times. Man. Um, yeah. But I also like that the Herald is this, like, he's just kind of this, like, super <laughs> ripped, like, a destruction engine when he has to be. Like, he's there in cuffs. And then when they get to the mother, he's like, cool. And he just breaks the cuffs and attacks her. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, the Herald is not to be messed with. And when yeah, his little... he's, he's, he's an interesting character. I mean, because he's got this like this wife that's very sickly that yeah. he basically is kind of using as like a pawn in his, you know, his game for power. And the fact that he, like, does not really seem all that broken up about his daughter and her dying. Like, it's it's really, uh, he's he's got, like, a singular focus. And it's it's kind of crazy yeah, that yeah. Cora's death doesn't really seem to affect him very much. Uh, and that's the thing that I took from the first book. Like, when he didn't immediately, like, I-, I think that would have been a good time to, like, break the cuffs and assault the mother. Yeah. <laughs> when you find out that your daughter yeah. was killed. Um, but the fact that he like still wants to play games and holds on to it until that's the last like I do like his directness like he's somewhere half and half right yeah like he plays games when he has to but then he also uh, is ready to throw hands when it's time yeah um, yeah he really is yeah I- interesting character very fascinating but also like uh Sometimes I don't know which way he's going to roll on these things because they switch. Like when he sees the shift away from the mother, he's like, yeah, path of the closed fist, y'all. I was here. Yep. You know, he rolls right (laughs) into it. He's ready to go. Yeah. It's all about the chanting and the face paint. He's 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 on board immediately. At one point, they talk about how people are talking in tongues. Like in their, in their, uh, in their whatever, you know, their, their path meetings. Yeah. That also got a little too real. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's a little bit, uh, yeah, that real, I think yeah. is, is the yeah. right word. The fact um, there's some real world elements that are thrown into this, like, yeah. sort of it is cult, very, uh, imagery. Yeah. It, it is. Yeah. There's a lot of interesting things there. Uh, so Marta cut Yana's hand off. I just want to pass that to you guys. Limwatch, passing that over to you. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> there's a there's an alien at the beginning that gets his hand cut off too. Yep. She at cuts the off another guy's very beginning hand too. of this. Yeah, Marta takes two yeah. hands in this one. See, she does. Yeah, she's yeah, man. She <laughs> goes on quite the journey in this phase. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, uh, it's pretty extreme. Yeah. From one end to the other, honestly. It is, it is. And it is it is a straight up journey she goes on. Especially like from where she started. Like I think if you just pick up this, if you just do Path of Deceit and Path of Vengeance, I think you're in for quite the ride. Now, if you're in for phase two yeah. in the High Republic and waiting for those connections, I I I think these might give you more of those connections, even though the bigger picture of everything going on is probably convergence and cataclysm um yeah but yeah there's a lot happening here and the rose journey i found really really interesting and this has like the most dramatic like oh my god moments uh were in this book even though like like cataclysm had a lot of stuff happening 
but I was so focused on Axel and his mother <laughs> in that book. Yeah. Uh, I was all about um, Axel and Gela, and but I think even more so about Ziri and Fontu. Yeah, when I would, yeah. if I would skip ahead, I'm like, no, what are, what are they doing? Yeah. I, whatever this, I'm going to go ahead and I want to see what they're doing next. We'll throw Yaddle on that list too. Um, oh my god, Yaddle was so cool. There was a lot of good stuff happening above the caves. Um, and if you want to get the full picture yeah. of the Battle of Dalna, you need this book and you need that book. Exactly. You know. Yeah, you gotta you gotta have both. Um, but yeah, this is this is for me. I kind of feel like <sighs> Phase Two. I didn't expect it, especially when it started, because it kind of has a slow burn to it. You know what I mean? And I think to be fair, all the books, every book kind of had not a slow burn, but it definitely had a moment. Where once it hit, you know, I could say that for pretty much all of these books in this phase, once they hit, you're like, oh my God, and you can't put it down. Cataclysm. Yeah. Uh, Convergence. This book, I feel, had that. Um, and Path of Deceit, it didn't hit till like the last third of the book, maybe. Maybe the last quarter. But once it hit, you were like, oh my yeah. God. Um, and I also think they did like the connections to the characters. And I think maybe that's because there's less characters. Uh, yeah. How seamless it is. Yeah, they definitely stuck with that. Like, you get a full picture of, in two books, you get the fullest picture you're going to get of Marta Rowe. Yeah. yeah, and in two books by different authors, yeah. the voices are so mm-hmm. perfectly consistent. It's it's really yeah. unique, I think, to this phase. Yeah. And really, really well done. It's It's a crazy accomplishment i think having yeah. all these different authors and the different story architects working on these and yet from book to book the the characters sound the same they feel the same they feel very like lived in and For they sure. they know what they're doing you know yeah <laughs> um so yeah phase two is pretty much over i am here for the ride it was a great ride i still have questions so you know congratulations whoever decided that uh Thanks, I guess. Yeah. Give me that YA Leaving book some of this open-ended. You better let me know what's going on with Marta. She's still got oh one piece. God, that anthology. I am yeah. I'm looking looking forward to that in such a huge way. I can't I love wait. those anthologies. I don't know about you, but do you do the anthologies much? Like So yeah. like the certain point of view stuff? Yeah. Or even the, they've had like stories of light and dark and Jedi and Sith, um, which I think is going to yeah, be I don't think I this got... one's going to be. Yeah, I don't think I read... I haven't read all of them. There's, like, a Clone Wars one. I read some of the stories. Um, and even, like, the certain point of view, a lot of times I jump around. Um, okay. And I used a lot of those for trivia stuff, actually. It was really, like, nice. kind of useful to, like, learn pilot names and stuff from all mm-hmm. of those books. But there's there's always, like, a couple stories in each of those that hit so hard. Yeah. Like, I think about, like, the red one and the A New Hope. Oh, yeah certain point of view and mm-hmm. then there's like a delilah dawson story like she will keep them warm or something about yeah, the tauntauns and empire that is so good <laughs> like yeah there's some of them that are just that are that are awesome in yeah. those in those books i really enjoy them and i feel like it's a great thing because i feel like that's across the board like maybe yeah. like that was, those were yours but somebody else is gonna be like oh man i really like the one about the man who sold cloud city or you know what I mean? Like, there's always gonna or the one about two one B. Like, yeah, there's a few. Yeah. Like, I think there's 
such a nice spectrum of stories in, in anthologies that while not everything might hit, the ones that hit are going to hit hard. And for me, it's usually the Daniel yeah, Jose and like, stories. <laughs> yeah, there's always like, you know, every story may not hit for you, but there are going to be like a handful of them that hit really hard for you. And like mm-hmm. your friend is going to have a bunch that hit totally different. And it's, I like it. It's a really great variety, I think, of different sort of story telling styles that they throw together that somehow still flow it's it just works it's great totally totally um hey this was fun i appreciate yeah. you coming on and being my book buddy this was so fun i agree thank you so much for having me back on to talk about this book and all mm-hmm. of phase two this was it was a great opportunity to get to sit and chat about yeah. phase two in general because uh, i really did love it yeah honestly like a little more uh what's the word i want to say like streamlined phase two is a lot more streamlined than phase one and I yeah don't it's like they took any lessons no any lessons that they felt like they needed to learn in phase one they took them to heart in phase two mm-hmm. and i think they they improved on some some aspects of the high republic and that i i really enjoyed it yep same so i can't wait to get to phase three and where buriaga come on we need to know yeah uh, I just need my Avar and Elzar back in my life. Uh, I need to know where they are, how they're doing. <laughs> okay. I uh, love them so much. Twitter, you know, a silly place that we frequent. Yes. <laughs> like, there's been some of these people tweeting. I don't know if you've seen the, like, ladies and gentlemen, Cracker Barrel has fallen or whatever. <laughs> somebody, <laughs> yes. <laughs> somebody put Cracker Barrel on Starlight Beacon. I died. Oh, my God. It was good. Time. It was good. It was great time. So, you know, uh, oh, yeah, that anthology so I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to getting back into really digging into Martian Row um, and these nameless creatures. And like now I'm really on the path of like, we need to figure this out because the Jedi are only going to be able to combat this if they can figure out what's happening. Like even yeah. the phase two thing, I feel like. Maddie's little like, oh, I think it, there was an artifact that kind of messed with our heads. Throws a wrench into the whole thing, and then plus, well, Yoda. there's a scene. I there's a scene in this book where Maddie has a moment where she's like, kind of thinks that she's figured it out. Like during the Battle of Dawn, she's like that she kind of thinks that she's figured out how to like overcome the reaction to the nameless, and she fails at that. But I'm like. Right. For a second, I was just like, oh, my God, like, what if she figures it? Like, what if she gets it? What if she's got mm-hmm. it? And she can, but, like, go back and yeah. she can tell everybody. And exactly. then, no, she doesn't. But she survives. <laughs> like, so she still she does. Has, she still walks away with something. You know what I mean? Like, she does. Yeah. And indeed. that's the like, you know, that's always the thing that you think of. It's like, how can they get the word out? You're like, everybody dies. Like, <laughs> so you have a few survivors. Then you have Yoda being like, mm, let's not tell anybody. So I'm waiting for Circulate Yoda to be like. an email. Yeah. You have data pads. Send an email. Internal only. Confidential. Yoda, Put a watermark on over it. Over here, like, I don't want people to panic. <laughs> God. Come on. Look, not everybody <laughs> needs Yoda. N95s. Come on, Yoda. Give everybody <laughs> N95s, please. Okay, sorry. Got you real quick. Oh, man. All right. Appreciate you, Laura. Once again, where can people find you on the interwebs? 
Oh, come find me on Twitter. It's at shutup underscore Laura, and I'll always tweet links to uh, shows that I release with John Roca when we do The Jedi Way. We have Kevin Smets on the show with us now. He's our third co-host, and our episodes are so fun with him. We enjoy having him on the show. And then the episodes that I release a Force Toast with Alice, I'll tweet those out too. So yeah, find me on Twitter, shutup underscore Laura. Yep, and like Force Toast Podcast, go listen to that. It is a good time. Uh, you can catch us everywhere. All We're all at the Rogue Rebels on most socials, except for Twitter, where we are Rogue Rebels fan, but we are at therogrebels.com. Please like us. Please be our friend. Please tweet us. Please follow us. Please share this podcast. Rate it five stars. Do all those things. Go do that for Force Toast, too. Do all the things. We are so thankful. And we are enjoying High Republic. And I don't know what we're going to enjoy next week, but I think it's going to be a video game. Good times. And it might have some High Republic stuff in it. Anyway, appreciate you listening. Thank you. The fate of all Jedi. For control of the Force itself.